Hey listener, thanks for joining us today. You're listening to Pixels and Panels, a show where we take you behind the scenes of the comic industry through conversations with your favorite creators and industry leaders. Our guest today is Dimabel, the creator behind Copycat, a slice of life webcomic with an instantly recognizable fairy character design. Animator in the day and comic creator at night, we talk through her journey and her many lessons learned since starting her comic a little over a year ago. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Hi, Dimabel. How are you? Hi, how are you? And thank you for having me. Oh, I'm, we're very, very excited to have you. I binged Copycat last night and I absolutely enjoyed it. I am glad that season two is starting and very excited to have you on this show. So to start off, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Dimabel, the person behind Copycat? Yeah, thank you. I, I think that it's so great that you like it. Um, so I am Dimabel, that's my nickname, or you can call me Denise, that's my real name. Uh, thank you for bringing me here, <laughs> and uh, sorry in advance for my pronunciation, since English is not my first language. I studied digital animation. I graduated three years ago with a thesis film, and I started working in the animation for publicity industry for like a year or maybe two. I've, but uh, I've been always a, a big fan of animation world, the entertainment industry, but I know that's a field that it's really hard to get into. And mostly in my country or in South America, I think it is really hard, harder than usual. So um, yeah, I'm currently working on illustration I've been working on children's books illustration or just freelance illustration while I, I keep creating little comics or, or my own YouTube videos on my free time. That's awesome. And for those of you who haven't had a chance to check out Dimabel's YouTube channel, it is incredible. Lots of different stories <laughs> and background about Copycat as well. I think one question I had is, how did you come up with the idea of copycat? What was your inspiration here? Oh, uh, yeah. So um, what was my inspiration? First, I, I wanted to try telling a story uh, really based on, on a girl's thoughts, because I think that is awesome when you can read someone's mind, you can understand the character, you can un understand why is she acting like she's acting? So I, went, I wanted to make a story fully focused on one character, how she feels, how she thinks, and, and why does she does dumb things maybe, and why does she falls in love? That makes a lot of sense. In terms of the three characters, we have three main characters in this. We have Velvet, Terry, and Max. Is there a character that you relate to the most or that you modeled after yourself? Or are these three people that were drawn from other experiences in your life? Yeah, I think that all of our characters that we creators make has, has a little bit of ourselves on them. So I think that the main characters, uh, Velvet, has a lot about myself because I think 
to that to write uh, her thoughts and her feelings i i have to really understand them <laughs> so i i based on me a little bit on my emotions on how i felt in the past because um there were some times when you feel alone or when you do dumb things, as I said before. And the only way I think I can portray it on a comic or um, on visually, it's like to have experienced it myself. So yeah, <laughs> I think Velvet has a lot about me, but um, not really too much because I, I wanted to, to give her a lot of other qualities I can't have, like she is very intelligent and manipulative, and uh, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't be like that and never. So I kind of exaggerate uh, some things that happened to me before. That's amazing. And another interesting thing about your webtoon, you've decided to draw furry characters, so characters that are that have animal features what made you go with furry characters versus obviously a lot of webtoon creators out there draw humans yeah I'm, I'm actually very very amazed that there are not much furry characters on webtoon or webcomics since i know a lot of furry artists and they are really great but i don't know why in that in those platforms there's a lack of furry art but maybe I, I'm not searching enough. <laughs> so <laughs> I've always liked the so-called furry art or maybe can call it kimono art. Uh, since I was studying, uh, all I drew in my sketchbooks were anthropomorphic characters. I think that the fact that they have parts of animals can make a design really interesting and cute. I, I think that a furry character has a lot of expression and cuteness than a human designs don't have, like in their ears and in their tails and the colors, um, etc. For this webtoon, you said that your inspiration was you wanted to show a girl's thoughts. And one of the things that I really like about this webtoon is it can t take things that seem really small, but are really important to an individual. So to give one example, We've all had that moment in school when we get someone's number and we're trying to figure out, you know, do we call them? Do we wait for their text? And these little things can build up a lot of tension and can matter a lot to people. And I thought all of that is very well captured. So how did you go from, okay, I want to share the thoughts of a girl to copycat? How did you develop the plot and the world here? When I first thought about a story, it was going to be a thesis short film like a three minute short film. But um, the story was very different because I wanted to, uh, to focus on just one thing, just her uh, meeting Max. And then the story um, ends. <laughs> so when I, I, I didn't make, make it as this is short film, I started to think how would, be, how would it be if I wanted to make a series, a webcomic series. So I, I, changes, I changed the story and how, will, how the story will be told. I wanted the, it to be a linear story, but also 
uh, something I can upload constantly. Um, so I want it to be a slice of life, a series of small situations that we all, that we all can relate to. So I can upload a chapter <laughs> uh, once a week. I see. Is that the big reason why you selected Webtoons? Because as I said before, your animating skills are tremendous. You've had a lot of experience working in animation. With some, <laughs> someone that has your level of talent to draw and bring things to life, there might be a few different places where you can go and tell this story. What made you say, I want to make this a Webtoon? Yeah, I was on YouTube before I started the Webtoon comic, but animating is really long. <laughs> it's not that hard, but it takes a lot of time. So when I thought about a story, I think first on posting on Instagram or in social media. And to be known in social media, you have to post regularly. So I thought that I wanted to make uh, little stories. Um, so that way I can I can post them once a week, as I said. So then I I got I get to know Webtoon. And I knew that Webtoon has a, a mechanism that that if you are posting and you are new, you also get recommended. It doesn't matter if you're new. It doesn't matter if you don't have likes. If you are posting on a day, um, you you also can be recommended. And I like that a lot. Mm. So yeah, uh, when I investigate about that on Tapas and Webtoon, I decided that was the best option for me to, to make small bites of the story uh, so I can upload constantly. It seems that that's obviously a big reason of why people like Webtoons as well. The regularity in which they can come in, they can expect something. And like you said, it's a great way for you to find new audiences. And speaking of that, this Webtoon is not very old. I want to say, when did you start this? I want to say it was June of 2021. Is that right? When the first episode got published? Yeah, I think on Webtoon, uh, the, first, the first chapter I posted on April of 2021 wow but i i started posting it first on tapas on january wow so about a year congrats you made it one year that's that's amazing what has this journey been like for you because you have gotten a pretty big fan base for your your webtoon yeah i was i wasn't shocked <laughs> in shock the first time i noticed that um, I had a lot, of, a lot of likes and a lot of comments on the first chapter on Webtoon. I was, I was amazed because the first time I upload the first chapter, I didn't say it, I didn't say it anywhere. I didn't post that Instagram story saying, hey, I post my first chapter on Webtoon, go, go see it. No, I didn't say anything, but... It, but it gained attention and that was really amazing. So, but obviously it gained more of attention on Spanish Webtoon than on English Webtoon. And I, I think that's a difference because I had my, my, my audience that, that follows me because of my YouTube channel. <laughs> so 
that's why there's a difference in Spanish webtoon and my English webtoon. <laughs> so yeah, but that was a big, big surprise for me <laughs> there. And I'd love to dig in on the YouTube channel itself. So like you said, you started with the YouTube channel here. What was the original idea and background behind creating your YouTube channel? What was your mission there? Uh, I wanted to make storytime animation. I, I watch a lot of YouTube channels, uh, the ones that talk in English. Uh, they are really great. And I wanted to do that when I graduated. And I had a few stories in my mind that were easy to tell. So I wanted to start it, start that and animate a little bit. And, <laughs> and that way I can tell my stories the way I want it. And your YouTube channel is not that old either. What do you think are the keys to making such a successful YouTube channel over such a short period of time? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm that successful <laughs> because it, it took me a lot of time to get where I'm now. But um, I think that uh, you have to have a consistent art style and a consistent topic. So that way people will know you, um, will know you if you make some sort of uh, specific things. And also I'm not on YouTube as the furry girl yeah. <laughs> who tells the stories. <laughs> so you're, we talked about your furry character style a little bit. How long have you been drawing of this style? I saw, you know, earlier you would draw for your classmates, you draw portraits for them. So I'd love to understand the evolution of your art yeah. style as well, because it's incredibly distinct. Yeah, I've, I've, drawn, I've drawn this style for a long time now. Uh, since I was in, in school, on, on high school, I started drawing and I started practicing for art. Um, and at first, my drawings were really ugly, but <laughs> with a lot of practice, I get to a style that I like. And I think other people like it too. And in terms of thinking of other social media channels, how has that been for you? So I know you're at Dimabel12 on Instagram and Twitter. You've tried twi uh, Twitch, which I want to get into as well, because that your Twitch streams are really, really interesting. But how, how has it been for you to use other social media channels beyond YouTube? Thank you. Yes, I love Twitch. I started Twitch uh, like a year after I started YouTube because I, I like to draw a lot. And on my free time, I was drawing other things and I like to talk to people while I draw so Twitch is a really fun place to me <laughs> so I like that I will lot. say I was mind blown when I saw you reading taking comments responding to people and talking while drawing I'm, <laughs> I, I personally can only do one thing at once and like I can barely do that well so the fact that you were doing eight things at once while 700 people are watching you is very <laughs> impressive but it seems like that's something that you just enjoy you you kind of do it for fun more than anything else yes i really have fun doing twitch streams because um i don't talk that much in my real life and i don't go out that much too so when i'm on twitch i am free to talk about whatever i want and to respond to other people 
and that is fun uh, a fun activity to me and i think the um, that the people that watch me are also having fun <laughs> yeah if i remember correctly on your twitch i think i saw a discord that you would go to do you have your own discord that you used to engage with fans or was that another space that you were looking at oh yeah uh, there's a discord i I used to engage with my fans and the people that goes on my streams. So that way I can talk to them directly or they can send me fan arts, which I posted on the webcomic or on my videos and stuff. Interesting. Now, I also want to talk a bit about monetization and making money as a Webtoon creator. So you've been doing this for a year on Tapas, a little bit less on Webtoons. What has it been like for you as an artist to, if I remember correctly, you do have a, a full-time job as well, but, you know, doing that while trying to make money off Webtoons, what is, what's your experience been like? Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, talking about Spanish Webtoon, uh, it wasn't since like a month ago when Spanish Webtoon gave the opportunity to be paid for making comics mm. with ad revenue. Uh, this this was only on English webtoon, so this is the first month on a year that wow. I get paid, <laughs> and it's almost nothing. It's really really nothing, yeah. like twenty dollars. <laughs> so uh, I think yeah, unless you're really famous, you can't get paid much. I think, and as an independent artist, I I, I also stream on Twitch and people that support me there uh, is helping me to um so that way uh, it helped me to keep up with the comic and in terms of finding the spanish-speaking audience across the world you know we spoke to inma uh, from spain on a different podcast i know you're from uh ecuador but what has it been like in terms of finding the Spanish-speaking audience that's interested in Webtoons? Has it been easy to find them? Are there a lot of people that are interested? I uh, would love to learn a little bit more about that. Yeah, there's a lot of people that talk in Spanish that is on Webtoon. Um, I, it's not that much as it is in Webtoon English because I think there's a lot more around the world people who speak English, but there's so much people that talk Spanish um, and I found them I found that they like a lot my work and they are really nice to me they gave a lot of nice comments they they interact a lot uh, I don't know why but I think Spanish people like to comment more and and engage more with you as a creator Interesting. so there's that's something I like a lot. <laughs> Interesting. And what do you think Webtoon and Tapas need to do more to help creators like yourself make more money? And I think the interesting thing that we've talked about here is there is a difference when you're a Spanish creator. So I'd love to get your thoughts on what you think should change in order to make life better for you and other Spanish creators. Yeah, I, I was going to talk about the Spanish webtoon that they didn't have the ad revenue but yeah. they implemented on time yeah <laughs> so um but I think that that we independent artists are a crucial part of their their platforms 
we are the charm we are all different and we always bring our audiences to that those platforms so it would be a great idea to have more official pages to talk, talk about us independent creators like official tapas uh, and official webtoon canvas talking about uh, canvas creators um canvas comics of the month and and gave uh, give us the the reach that uh, uh, that we um, usually don't have mm, we should have those spaces and they would help us too yeah and one of the things you've obviously done to try and expand your reach has been translating your webtoons like we said before how time consuming is it for you to translate to reach this audience it takes a lot of time to translate but it's it's only like uh, one or or two hours so i i can make it work <laughs> so um, that's something i'm willing to make um, since since i want to my comic to reach everyone and to be understood by everyone and obviously you're you're publishing uh copycat as regularly as you can here what would make it easier for you to publish more or tell more stories would you want an assistant is it just someone to help with some of the smaller things curious what would make your life easier in terms of help oh it, it would be the if i have more time yeah <laughs> If I have more time, I could make more chapters or maybe I can make them longer. Uh, but I don't have the time right now. <laughs> and I also stopped with my YouTube videos uh, because I wanted to have more time to to make the comic. So, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Maybe in, um, in a future where I can publish something on on physical as a physical book i can i can gain more of uh, of a income so i can work more on my comic <laughs> mm -hmm. and in one of your videos you mentioned something that was really interesting you said i have so many ideas of things that i want want to do but i don't know if i'll do them as webtoons do you mind sharing a little bit more about why that's the case? Yeah, just as I said um, right now, um, I, I think that I have some ideas that would work on a physical comic, but not on a web comic because the format is very different and, and it, the, the story it wouldn't be that long to be posted regularly, as I'd said before. So I think that for other projects, I could try making uh, a publish something or making a short story that I could sell like a one shot, but, but not uh, a so long a story that it could take uh, a few weeks to, <laughs> to finish. <laughs> and to close things off, what advice would you give someone that's a young aspiring comic creator? I think something very important is to make goals. Uh, how much time you can spend on your comic? Do you plan to do you plan it to be short, or 
it is important to set a goal. Like I want to finish eight, eight chapters on a year because that way you can always get motivated mm -hmm. uh, to keep up. Even when it seems like you're out of energy and time, <laughs> you can look at your goal and say, I want to get there. <laughs> and, and another thing I think it's really important is to learn. Uh, sometimes people don't think much of learning before starting something, but taking a week or a month or two months to learn how to use tools or drawing softwares uh, will make your life easier when you start your comic. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I know that advice will be very meaningful and very helpful to a lot of people. So, Dimabel, thank yeah, I hope. <laughs> yeah, of course. Dimabel, thank you so much. And listener, you can follow Dimabel on YouTube, on Webtoon. Please check out her comic, Copycat. And you can also follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Dimabel12. And once again, Dimabel, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you too for having me. This was a great time. Thank you for joining us today. If you have any feedback or want to be featured as our next guest, please write to us at pixelsandpanelspod at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe, like, or give us a five-star rating. See you all next week.